Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, good evening, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hunt and Fish Club here at Times Square, everybody. Good evening. And thank you for coming in for Mooch and the Misses. Thanks, everybody, for coming in today to Manhattan. I'm Neil A. Caruso, the producer of Mooch and the Misses, uh, also a producer at WCBS News Radio. 880, and we're welcoming all of our Radio.com family today because Kathy Wakeling and Jacqueline Lorena are launching a new podcast, and they'll be on our first anniversary podcast in a moment. Congratulations, Jacqueline and Kathy. So a lot of people ask me how this whole thing came together, so I'll give you a little run-through. Of course, the secret is Anthony really hasn't been in the news too much lately, and we have to get some news attention. Who's <laughs> The Mooch. <laughs> Everyone knows him by that. So over the past year, the show has really evolved. We came in. Uh, I met them on September 11th, actually, of last year. And Anthony and Deirdre and I bonded right away over our New York roots, over the Mets. I apologize to our first guest. I'm a big Mets fan, as is Anthony. But, but, Deir- but Deirdre will we'll cover that on the podcast. And over the past year, things have evolved. Welcome them in. Big thanks to Tim Schell, our program director at WCBS, who has opened up his studio to everybody, and to Anthony and Deirdre every week. They come in. We talk about politics. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we don't. Then the president tweeted at him. Things got interesting. That was recently. My phone hasn't been the same. And we've had a lot of fun doing this. Had a lot of great reaction from people. And the past year has really been exciting. Uh, I'm going to play some moments now of the show so you can hear uh, how this whole year has evolved. And then Anthony and Deirdre will come up and we'll start our second year of Mooch and the Misses on Radio.com. He then very nonchalantly says, yeah, so, you know, we did a strike force mission. We killed everybody in the terror cell. But he said it like, matter of fact, like, do you want cream? Like if I went to... Yeah. Do you want cream in your sugar? To the grocery store. We killed store. everybody in the terror cell. I was like starting to go away. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I patched it up with you, General. <laughs> <laughs> what did Kellyanne Conway say? No, I mean, the first, when I got to the White House that first day, she said, gave me your phones and she shut off my notifications on all social media. She said, never look at them again. Right. That's that didn't stop me. It did not stop me, by the way. I don't think it should be a political thing. I think it's a human thing. I and I think people need to come together. Couldn't agree more. Very, so. very, very tragic. And um, at the end of the day, um, when we see things like this, we have to step back and think of all our, our families, our, families. our children. Yeah. We've got to figure out a way to dial back this rhetoric and dial back this hatred. His attitude is I'm 73 years old. I was a reality television star, a business mogul, a billionaire. I've had businesses all over. I've crashed and burned and rose again. I went from 
being a reality television star to the American presidency in 17 months, slayed all these people. What could you possibly tell me that I could learn from? All so, right, so we have the conservative god on the line. Oh, my God. He's just a conservative guy. He's literally one of my <laughs> best friends. Hey, I'm telling you right now, Deirdre does not get second building here. It's not Mooch and the Misses. It's Deirdre and the Mooch. Uh, yeah, I there's no love, doubt about you know, that. No, that's gonna, you know that's going to be the mind, main change if is. they keep me on the well, show no, before they the blow my ass off it. Well, All right, so we should probably introduce way, you. Everyone recognizes your voice because you have an internationally recognized voice. But everybody refuses to call Sean Hannity. I had numerous conversations with Sean Hannity at Fox, and Sean Hannity said... Ahead, okay, Nikki. so say something to the people. Say hi. 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 Say I'm Nikki Scarmucci. I'm Nikki Scarmucci. I'm with my mommy and dad. Legend in the house. Number Me? five. Well, you're a legend. <laughs> In my hey, own by the mind. Way, number five, ladies and gentlemen. The best uh, the, number the, ever. The, the, the Mets number. captain, my wife born on May 5, David Wright. Sorry, I'm a Yankee fan, but I love you, David. But um, oh, No worries. No worries. Nobody's perfect. No. <laughs> oh! Finally, there's a male. It's a sausage par- party. Right? It's a sausage party. Listen, we finally have, a, finally have a male on the line. No, Thank you, it's shout all about the male. Let me go take a look at page six. Oh, there's my beautiful wife on page six. Okay, so what say you, babe? Anthony let me get. Let me move my microphone closer to yours. Go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, no, no. Go ahead. I didn't make it without you. Not yet. Oh, oh not yet. But I will blow you out of the water. Oh, you're gonna blow me out of the Big water? Bigfoot. Oh, you're gonna bigfoot yeah. me? Anthony okay. would love for me to do the show. I think it'd be yes. I'd have a lot of fun. The, um, I just hope that my Trump affiliation, if I could be totally candid, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of people in Hollywood. Dislike the orange man, so right, I just hope like my hope my Trump affiliation doesn't like the Cheeto stains on my hands or not on your hands. We are Mooch and the Misses live from Vegas with Maria Menounos, a very special guest. I finally have someone who's on my wavelength on this podcast. I love it's always it. like me and some like fifty-five-year-old man. <laughs> wink, wink. Rocky's quote gets me through so much. It ain't about how hard you hit about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, yeah, how much that. you can take. Do you know Sylvester Stallone? I do. He's a dear friend, and when I came out of surgery, that was the first thing I said. I started quoting Rocky. Okay, let me ask Uncle Neil, the 200-year-old, 23-year-old. Do you know who Luciano Pavarotti is? There's some other... Marinating? Marinating. How do you say it? Marinating? Marinating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, okay, so you're saying that you know, he... You want me to start he, talking about you and you'll go bright red? Uncle Neil. Okay. <laughs> so you you're... So, talk about you and your sexual escapades? because I know, I know your mother's listening. Look, <gasps> look how ready he's getting. Oh, God. Don't do that. Look oh, at oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Neil, it's called oh, Deny, oh, Deny, Deny. Cherry Deny. red. Deny. I don't know what you're talking red. about. You are redder than the red light on my <laughs> microphone right now. Okay? He, Anthony can teach you about denying things. Oh, Get with him after God. this. Why are you tired? We just are tired, people. Is she having like 3 a.m. sex? Mm-hmm. Like assaulting your husband at 3 a.m.? Is that why? Well, that's last right, night's problem. Life's fantasies. What? That, was, that wasn't a fantasy. It was real. Were you trying to say now that there was collusion? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's got a new one. You're trying to say that it was... You're trying oh, to back, it was totally collusion. There was no obstruction. There was lots of collusion. That's why I was very... Sexual unmanic. escapades... I'm in a great mood right now. Look at, no look at Neil. No I'm talking about my sex life on a podcast. Neil's going red. I Alone. talk about Neil's lack of sex life. He goes red. Not that anyone cares, but it's our five-year anniversary. I'm well, trying to figure out if we... Should we deduct one year, though? 
it wasn't a whole year. Here oh. you go again with the whole divorce shenanigans, okay? It was a couple of months of fighting and fiasco. Okay. Okay, just, just the fact that you were tabloided on the New York Post added like, uh, it was like dog years. It's like the three-month fiasco. Is that good? <laughs> no? You like that? Oh, my God. Okay, no collusion. Let's, let's yeah, move no, on. No, stop this with the collusion and no collusion. We're doing collusion right now. Right People now, I'm been. like... My wife is like loving my ass again, so let's just focus Sexual on the base. Let's just focus on the collusion. But let me let me ask you. Don't you ever lose this lady? Because I tell you what, you'll never, ever, ever, ever. You've gone up in, in category and class. You'll never find a beauty like Deirdre. I so don't even make that. a move, because I'll He's... make a move on you, pal. Tell the I Mitch. tell America, where and else Natalie could I live in the same bedroom, Natalie, as as, as Lindsay Lohan's mom, Dina, and not get in trouble with my wife, Deirdre? Right? <laughs> Only the Celebrity Big Brother house, right? Growing your relationship, improving your relationship. So for me, communication, empathy, I think is a very big thing for, for, for a relationship. And the last thing is, uh, is like understanding. Sex. Well, yeah, of course. Well, remember, <laughs> sex is on top of the whole thing. That you put away, that you don't utilize. It's like masks. Yeah. You wear different masks. Yes. You know? So when you get that out. Can we talk about sex at some point? Well, that is a I mean, huge part of a relationship because like, if you're not having sex, you're just friends. <laughs> and that's where that side of uh, most people is. is Alonzo is, and I have thought about sex the last, I would say in the last 15 minutes, 456 <laughs> times each. Well, I, I, I think he's sexually deprived, though. I am a young, vibrant a, man. Wow, I didn't know it was this kind of show. A, oh, yeah. Tell me more. Oh, my God. You should have been here last Holy cow. Okay. I think it's a national, international tragedy. He's got no poo-tang in the last <laughs> two and a half years. We're here now. What are the lessons learned, baby? Mm. You know, what are the lessons learned? People listening to this thing. I have a it's big a lesson. Political that podcast, that relationship learned. podcast. What's the lessons? Well, unless it's your spouse, you should never put all your chips in one basket. Because okay. lesson number one. Yeah. Yeah. Lesson number two: politicians are uh, mean-spirited, ruthless people. Well, by there's and a large, sub. Right? Yeah, so right. there's a 1A, which right. is, especially right. if it's a politician, right? because they mm -hmm. couldn't care less if you lived or died. All they want is your green right. team. Right. I voted for the guy. She's we gave him right. a lot of money. Right. A lot. Of, you gave up a lot of family time. Right. Media advocacy. Everything. And, and he dropped you like a hot potato. He's a... Well, he didn't drop me like a hot potato, but he has some balls to come online and talk about me. I'm one of your citizens who voted for you. That's That's fascism. That's a that's a political leader uh, using his political power to go after his fellow citizens. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. This is my suggestion mm -hmm. to you. You go ahead. If you're going to go on this mission, mm -hmm. I think that again, you never listen to me, but just saying, you should use your like. Stellar intellect and your ability to speak on camera, God-given mm -hmm. ability mm -hmm. to say what you have to say. Don't put up Twitter polls about Dopey Don and who's fat or then William Taft and all that. Uh, let me just tell you something. Okay? Happening anytime if you're out there soon. listening to this podcast and you're a guy, uh, let me just tell you something. Okay, If the president's tweeting at your wife, you're not gonna have sex that night. I'm just letting everybody know. Just or any other night. No, any uh, other night. Am I in the penalty box over that, or how long am I in the penalty box for? And that's where we are. And ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Anthony and Deirdre Scaramucci Mooch and the Misses.
We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want to it. make... Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, uh, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back. Anyway, you, and then you she lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there. My mother's like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, ma... Where do you think I learned it from? We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Okay, do you still God. love me? Very much. Okay. I don't know if you have, I mean. Let's Very much my there. liberal hot wife. Very liberal. It's rough. Yeah, no? Very liberal. I'm normal. normal. That's what it's called. Normal. Okay. So now that you heard us ramble. For 15 minutes. Hopefully you took something away from that. Thank you, Neil, for making that compilation of our insanity. Now we've been totally exposed. Um, thank well, you all for coming and um, for being here totally at 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. Anything can happen in this life. I don't know. No, we've let's, been totally let's, exposed. Let's bring up Ryan Not by Ryan. that, by the New York Post. Yeah. Are they here? No. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm scared. Uh, they'll, find a, they'll find a way into the basement. Let's bring up Ryan. <laughs> we throw all our parties in basements, by the way. That, we're classy like that. That's the Italian way to do things, okay? So we have some special guests today. Our first guest is Brian Cashman. I had to get some blue blood in. I had to get some Yankee love because it's always about the Mets with Anthony and Neil. And I'm busy brainwashing my kids to be Yankee fans. Brian has broken my heart. 21 seasons with the Yankees. Yeah. You could have been a Met GM, Brian. He's always on the wrong side of everything. (laughs) Politics, baseball. (laughs) So um, he doesn't Jets. listen to me, Jets. football, every single thing. So I was in a house of pain last night, Sid. That was brutal. I was brutal. It was not a good, not a good time there. So anyway, we'd like to welcome you up. Brian Cashman. Come sit down next to me. Happy to be here. Okay, so I'm going to let Anthony drive this. I'm going to see if he can go out of his comfort zone and talk about the Yanks. I grew up in this town, obviously, so I remember who was. What town? What town? I grew up in New York. I'm a, I'm a baseball fan, <laughs> and because I was closer to Shea Stadium, we grew up on Long Island. You take the Long Island Railroad right to Shea Stadium, became a Met fan, but always follow the Yankees. 21 seasons. You are the man. Uh, six American League pennants, four World Series, Brian? I have five rings, but four of them since I've been GM, yeah. Four, four since you've been GM. And the fifth ring was your deputy GM? I was GM. the assistant GM, yeah, under Watson 90, in 96. 96. Yeah. And so, I mean, Deirdre's the diehard fan, but i got to ask you, like, two or three quick baseball questions before we move on. I know Deirdre wants to talk about the players, but... but about we, what? No, the players. The players. <laughs> like, which were your favorite... I mean, he may not get it specifically who the favorite players are, but... Okay. Uh, right. No, I wanted to talk to... Like, he could give you tips on how to keep a job... Longer than 11 days. Give me tips on 21 years. Because he, he made it 21 seasons. <laughs> I, I couldn't I even calculate that at like mooch time, you know what I mean? Because no. mooch units are like 11 days. He's like living but, into but, infinity but, past you. Okay, anyway, <laughs> go on. I mean, it's like a full body slam. I mean, it's not even funny. But, okay, but Brian, you build a team, 
and there's people out here that are corporate people, all different types of people, and it's so, sort of all the same thing. So what are the mechanisms of building a team? And you got to hire people smarter than yourself and surround yourself with people smarter than you and be willing to listen and open-minded. So I've been Oh, it sounds like the blessed. president. You just described the president. <laughs> <laughs> I've been blessed. Uh, we've had great players, therefore we've had great teams, and it's been a nice run. But we hopefully have a strong finish this year in October. So it's, it's scouting. Yeah. It's uh, player development, obviously. It's, um, it's a whole bunch of things. It's player development. Training. Uh, your, you have your amateur domestic scouting, your international amateur scouting. You have your pro scouting. You have your now in this new world tech order analytics. You have performance science teams. Uh, you have your mental skills side. I'm, I'm you know, the director of spending for the New York Yankees. So I certainly I'm the director have, of spending for Scaramucci. <laughs> well, that's for sure. So we're, we're both good at what we do then. So uh, I'm like an excellent... Spender. Amazing. <laughs> so we just got to place it in the right spots, and boom, off we go. And so we've, we've got a good shot at the, some special stuff this October, we hope. Um, when, you, when you think about your different teams, like uh, the 98 team as an example, which was historic team, how does this team compare to some of the other teams that you've uh, overseen? I mean, it's... it's uh, Got a deep bench, obviously, right? Yeah, we definitely have a lot of depth. I mean, 98 certainly was special. 125 wins, only 50 losses. It was my first year as general manager. And um, and so I, it's hard to compare until you finish something off. So right now, regular season-wise, we're going to have another 100-win season, um, which is, you know, remarkable in its own self. But, uh, but to really, truly compare, we have to finish the job, you know, in the next round. But talk about team chemistry for a second. Uh, when the team's gelling, people get hurt, everyone pulls together, rows together. What are those characteristics that uh, you're looking for, you know, that our, X factor? Our manager, Aaron Boone, has done an amazing job by building a culture down there. He's got a real slow heartbeat. Um, he doesn't panic. There's, he's not emotional. Uh, so I think you know, our clubhouse reflects his – you know, demeanor and and, uh, and the culture he's been pushing. So obviously we've had some devastating injuries throughout the entire year. We've actually, for those who don't follow us, record-setting injuries that have taken out some serious assets along the way that would bring most anybody down and, and expectations should be considerably lower. But, you know, he never missed a beat. He never showed any panic. He never showed it, you know, any, you know, woes me attitude. It was just more of a next man up and he tapped in to the you know organizational depth and then plug and play and said hey we got this and it's kind of manifest itself throughout the the franchise and so somehow some way we've been able to navigate all these waters and have you know a team right now that's on the verge of winning his first american league east title in the last seven years and another playoff uh you know appearance and um but we've we've done a lot my, my of good things my wife is making eyes at me like, like she's like like, you know, laughing at me. Like, as you're saying all these playoff wins and championships, she's, like, throwing salt no, in my I, eyeballs. I just, I feel just badly. want you to know that. You see, you're no, looking over okay. at me. With I asked your wife in. if we can convert you. Convert Never. me to a Yankee fan? Yeah. Never. Oh and I, I respect that about him because, you know, you don't want, like, a fan. No, I mean, it's different from politics. I mean, you know, we, you have to take the pain as a f baseball fan. No, in I don't politics, like bandwagon like, okay, people. This guy's not working. you got to fire the guy. It's like being an entrepreneur. You know? Well, I came down yeah. here to try to convert you. But you I came down to try yeah, to convert But I'm, I'm glad. At least I've half the house. Oh, I'm very. Okay, don't worry. And I have the director of spending. My uncle. The, the director of spending. You may, you may be able to pick up some free agents <laughs> <laughs> at the rate that she's spending. You know, so could, could pick up more oh, free agents. Oh, I'm not the spender at oh, FYI. No, she goes. She um, goes so did you see Mariano at the White House yesterday? I did. Weren't you happy for him? I was. He's, he's an amazing individual. I mean, 
I was, you know, I started with the Yankees back in 86, so I kind of came up in the system with Mo, but I came up through the front office. And, uh, and you know, he has never changed. That's the one thing you see, in, at least in my world, I know you see it in your world, a lot of people with fame and fortune become different over the course of time. He'd never changed. He, he's remained the same person he was when we first signed him for very little. And, uh, yes, he's now famous and he's wealthy and uh, obviously uh, well-known, but he is exactly who he's always been, and that's special. Uh, he's all, yeah, yeah, Hall of Famer uh, right. last year. Last, uh, oh, you got in this last past year, season. Right. Jeter's going to be in next year, and mm -hmm. uh, but again, he's never been anything but the same guy, despite all the success and the uh, the rings that he's brought this city. I so believe there's that. A, there's a little bit of trivia about you. You went to high school with uh, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. Mm -hmm. uh, what were they like in oh high school? Oh my gosh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Lexington Catholic High. I should probably yeah, read I, the notes. Well, I went to. Uh, I, I was in uh, high school in Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky boy. Grew up in Lexington, KY, and then I got sent away to boarding school my junior and senior year. So I parachuted into Georgetown Prep in Washington, D.C., and Gorsuch was my classmate, 85, and uh, Kavanaugh was 83. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a pretty uh, tremendous time frame uh, for, for Georgetown Prep and, and the products that they produced. And, um, you know, those guys were destined to some greatness, and we felt that as classmates all the way back then, uh, whether it was going to be a senator, a president, you know, Supreme Court justice, but we've been following their, their careers since they left, and, and uh, again, they were, you know, obviously amazing individuals uh, uh, and have, have accomplished a lot. Okay, so I have a question. What I noticed in the reel that we were listening to, Anthony talks over me all day, every day, on the podcast, at home, in life, in general. So I'm going to ask a question. All your family members are agreeing. They're over the early hours. No, it's a real thing. I'm, you have to feel me on this. So you got pulled over, or actually like almost arrested in August. <laughs> Can you tell us that story? Because that must have been horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll run through it real Just quick. Just give us, so, like, you know, So we're playing the Boston Red Sox on a weekend series at uh, Yankee Stadium. I live in Rowayton, Connecticut, and uh, and. We beat the Red Sox, thankfully, the whole weekend. So Saturday, Sunday morning, I wake up to go grab my convertible Jeep. It was a beautiful morning. I was like, I'm going to drop the top down, get a coffee, no Jeep, gone. So well, I was like, well, it's obviously been stolen. So I called the police. The Norwalk police come in, file the report. Uh, about three days later, they recover it, believe it or not, in the Bronx. I work at Yankee Stadium, which is in the Bronx. It was about four and a half miles away on the west side, uh, east side of the Bronx. And it was recovered, not damaged. Uh, so I had to go through the processing with NYPD. Uh, and once I did, I retrieved the vehicle. And then driving it back to Connecticut, I get pulled over. Uh, I'm at a gas station in Darien, and uh, five police cars roll in. Oh, my God. Uh, they ran my tags. It apparently was never taken off the stolen list. And, were you uh, at gunpoint? Yeah, like five you cars were, right? rolled in. Uh, they pulled gunpoint. The police body cam footage just got it put out there because of the Freedom of Information Act. And, uh, uh, yeah, they had executed what they called. The the yeah, I know. Oh, that's I used to you. you being held up by the police. Yeah. And then I ran your plate and came back stolen. That's why you called us. Okay. So, yeah, no worries. I, yeah, I didn't want to say it's Brian Cashman over the radio. You look pretty shady. You all right? You know? <laughs> So, so anyway, bottom line, in the end of the day, they were looking for somebody, a white male, driving a white Jeep simultaneously with a gun. And when they ran the plates, I had a stolen tag. So then they thought I was that person. And so but it was all good. The weird thing about exactly that guy was they, he didn't even know he was doing anything wrong or something. Like he went to the doctor with his gun. Right. 
So. Who does that? I don't know who does that, but yeah. he went to the doctor with his gun, and then he didn't even realize he was like a suspect or something. So he was like two clueless people. He didn't want to like, pay the copay. That's what we're hearing in the front. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have his 20 bucks, so he bought his revolver. I don't know. But it was like a weird thing. You both were kind of caught off guard by... But at the end of the day... Strange weekend. I would want them to do Amen. that. Every time. I, I mean, the I police agree. are doing everything they can to keep us all safe. So they were keeping themselves safe. That's why they had their guns on me. And uh, they were keeping the community safe. So I give the huge uh, applause to, to them. And I did what they asked me to do. It was all good. I didn't panic. And, no. uh, and, and then I just didn't want the body cam footage coming out. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, I didn't wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you handled it really well, I have to say. Oh, you, you kept it kept it cool. But knowing your career, knowing New York, you had the body cam footage coming out at like 100%, right? Well, you know, I, saw you. I, I yeah, was more worried. There was a Starbucks right next door. It was like 10 in the morning. It was packed. I had my hands in the air, and it was the over the intercom of their squad car. Like, get out of the car, hands in the air. I'm like, and I'm, I'm more worried about, I'm embarrassed. I wasn't scared. I was embarrassed because I was like, they're thinking, what am I, Pablo Escobar? Am I, <laughs> you know, I'm like, people know who I am in this town, and they're like, wow, what did Cash do? <laughs> and, uh, and so I was more embarrassed, but, uh, but let them figure it all out, and it was all good. Ooh. Well, we know you have to run to go win another game, right? Well, amen. Well, so. we want you to win. I always, I have to say this, I did not root for the Yankees before 9-11. I was total Met fan, and therefore you had like this whole Yankee envy and everything. After 9-11, I have always rooted for the Yankees, particularly in that World Series with the uh, the Diamondbacks. I mean, yeah, that was a, that was a, that it was was a tough one, actually. It was know? tough times. I remember when Giuliani was asking us to do a lot of things, and we were kind of uncertain, like, wow, we didn't feel like we had a part to play. But then we got certainly a lot of education to see how it was a new dynamic to realize how sports <laughs> does uh, give you a... Uh, it's an outlet. It's an outlet. You're yeah, right. It's an outlet. It, it, it definitely mm -hmm. distracts everybody from, you know, that happens to be fans, that fandom, because, you know, whether, you know, I remember when my dad was passed, he passed away of pancreatic cancer, you know, it, it allows people that distraction of what troubles them in their lives, and so now you got a real mm -hmm. uh, view of what you can do and how you can really impact and change some things well, along the way, so you got to keep that in mind, and 9-11 obviously impacted well, so many. September 10th, 2001, uh, the Yankees were playing the Red Sox, and uh, the game got rained out, and so one of my best friends who lived in my town uh, had he gone to the full game, he would have taken the 9.30 train in and then gone up to the North Tower, 103rd floor at the World Trade Center. So the game got rained out that night. Clemens was pitching, playing the Red Sox. So he took the 7.30 train, and he died in the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And so it just goes to show you the serendipity and how much we all have to enjoy our lives because we never know what's going to happen to us. But uh, you've had this amazing career. On behalf of my father-in-law who would have loved to have met you. He died uh, five years ago this month, September 23rd. Uh, die, diehard Yankee fan. Am I right, honey? Yes. Sorry. So on behalf of him, we want to thank you so much for coming down here. And uh, I want the Yankees to win the World Series. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Amen. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Okay. What should we talk about now that I'm ruining my makeup? Is Anthony leaving? I, don't know. I think I'm the more interesting one anyway. What do you guys think? I can't wait to check the whole thing This out. is my life. I'm always waiting while he's taking pictures with other people. Mooch? <laughs> it's very bad for my ego. 
No, I'm saying when people ask me to take pictures of you with them. And I'm like, I'm not cute, that bad too. For, trust me, it's not that okay. bad for ego. All right, ready? Let's talk I about will something. Blow you out of the water. Tim, she has a low ego, Tim? She has a low ego? No, no you've experienced this I'm woman. Right? It's not a low ego. Okay, so let's talk Trump, about... like a small pigeon, the self-esteem. This one is totally fine. Okay. Okay, good. You're good. So what do you want? Well, being that he went to school with Kavanaugh, Brian, you want to talk... <laughs> he should stay where he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want to talk about Brian, uh, Kavanaugh? His Justice Brian, Kavanaugh? Right? I oh, justice! I, I should call him. Well, I didn't know him, so I don't. I don't really have. I didn't have a. But Neil, Neil Gorsuch, no, I knew. Yeah, but I'm talking I went about to law school with Neil. how um, Jerry Nadler is telling the Dems to just hush, hush, and okay. stop talking about him. You know. Well, you know, look, I. It's probably politically incorrect, and we'll probably get knocked off of Radio.com after I'm done saying all this. But that's if fine. we haven't gotten knocked off yet, we're, we're going to be okay. But right. I sort of feel that. He probably had some transgressions. I don't know. I was not there, but I'm very worried about our children. Can I tell you guys why? Because they're doing stuff, and they're in the age of social media today. And there's a rite of passage that happens in life where people, unfortunately, at age 16, 17, 18, they probably do some really ridiculous, very regretful things. And so now, if we're going to look through a reverse prism of every person's life and we're going to microanalyze everything that they've done, and then all of a sudden that's going to be a reason to disqualify them from life at some point in the future, I'm personally worried about it. And so if that's against the Me Too movement, it's not meant to be. I totally respect women and the Me Too movement, but I am just worried that we're going to do something that could be very, very damaging uh, to our futures and, and our children's futures, you know, where we don't, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I, I really worry about that. So I don't know. What do you think of that? Should we be judging him from No, I mean, I know I did a ton of really dumb things, and I still do. And so I think it's just a tough place well, to live. Well, you're not showing your pee-pee to people or something like that. I mean, like in a, you know. No, I mean, guy, not today. He was apparently mm -hmm. showing his pee-pee. You know, I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> God, I don't know if that was, uh, I don't know what I said. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was appropriate to be showing your pee-pee, but I just think that if you're 17, showing your pee-pee, now you're a Supreme Court justice, let's oh, relax Lord. about it. That's just my honest opinion. I don't know. Okay. You disagree? Anybody disagree with that? No, I think we okay, can't so go back in time. I mean, people do really silly things, especially when there's alcohol involved and sometimes when there's not. I mean, look at you. Look at me. Extremely so, flawed. But, but can we talk about Neil Gorsuch for five seconds? Because I think is that that's how you it. say it? Gore, isn't it Gorsuch? Gorsuch. Anthony is so Gorsuch. smart, but he cannot pronounce people's I, names. I grew up in a family that didn't read. I still don't know how to pronounce things, but... But, but Neil was a wickedly smart guy at Harvard and went on to become an amazing judge. And one thing that President Trump, I thought, did a reasonably good job of is he delegated all of the judicial appointments to the Federal Society. And so we had a list of judges that we were going through. And in Neil's case, because I was actually on part of that process, 98% of his court rulings were sustained at the appellate court. So I just want to give you a sense for how hard that is to Nerd do. Nerd alert. Everyone's sleeping. Okay. And the other thing is, you know, people won't listen to me on this, but a guy like <laughs> Neil Gorsuch is my prediction. If you're worried about social issues like gay marriage or a woman's right to choose, they are now so heavily ingrained in the Constitution. For a guy like Neil, he's not a precedent disruptor uh, like some of these other judicially-minded originalist, if you will. So I think you're going to be totally fine. You'd be very happy with him. He just wrote a great book called uh, It's a Republic If You Can Keep It. Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, getting back to my speed. So <laughs> we're going to bring up some guests. Our second guests are Kathy Wakili and Jacqueline Larita. Right, we want on, you to come up. This you. is some Real Housewives alum from New Jersey. Come up, ladies. Join me. Come sit next to me. I can't get up. I might flash my pee-pee. My dress is really short. I can't wait to check right. everything out. It's good. My husband's right in front of me. Anthony's less threatened by everyone since I chopped my hair off. Okay. So. Okay. Who thinks she looks great with the hair? Oh my God! Scary, right? It's like a supermodel look. Is your mic on? Test your mic. Is it? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. People say, "Is this thing on?" Yeah, there right? we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. When a woman cuts her hair, that's a derm, uh, that's a woman that's determined to rise. She means okay, business. Okay, well, I'm rising. Yeah, like a good set of yeast. <laughs> okay. Does that also mean that she's like determined to drop the husband if the hair gets no, better? No, it's no, okay. no, 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 okay? no. Right, no, I'm just trying to overcome podcast. You got to work harder to keep it. Yeah, you have I'm a great working. Hair. <laughs> Before you guys talk about the the Real Housewives. Has anybody seen this Kentucky Fried Chicken Sandwich with the two glazed donuts? Has no. anybody seen this thing? <laughs> but they're all bad. All right, so now. I had to go on keto after I started the fight with Trump because I don't want him to call me a fat slob on like Twitter. <laughs> but how hot is that? All right, I mean, you guys are young guys. We got to order a couple of these. All right, well, go ahead. You talk about whatever you want. I just thought I would bring that up. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It is. It's yeah. a glazed donut. Anthony, a, just so you know, you're yeah. you're talking over now our guest. Okay. So it's not okay. only me. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Actually, I'm so impulsive. So, so I'm going to talk over him too. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, we're we're used to that. Girl squad. Yeah. You're going to get booted. Yeah. All right. So these ladies are joining the Radio.com family with their own podcasts. And so we wanted to introduce them and, and tell all about what you guys are up to, your new venture. So do you want me to talk or do you want to talk? Oh. You guys talk. So you're, you're used to this. Okay, I, I got, really. you know, but, okay, you're so professionals behind the camera or yes. in front of the camera. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So my, my, uh, my new podcast is called Eat, Live, Love, Indulge with Kathy Wakili. That's me. Um, and it's all about uh, the, the conversations we have around the table, whether it be around the table on location, but it's the food that we're eating. And food is a common denominator in all of our lives. It brings us all together. And so it's really about the conversations while we're traveling or it could be, you know, your family discussions around the table and what comes up. So I'm making some really good food, uh, serving some great drinks. Did you make those cannolis? I did. Mm. I, I filled them all earlier before I, I came. I am going to have one after this. Yeah, definitely. So they're grab so a cannoli, good. guys, before they're all gone. They're, they're so yummy. And so it's been a lot of fun so far, and I hope you guys tune in. Um, when does this you know, all kick off? So we kicked off. My, my first intro was last week, and this week was a supplement, you know, a second uh, episode. 
and we, my husband and I go to Portugal and Spain, and so we talk about that trip and our food and our travels and how we travel and what brings us to these locations. It's usually we go where the good food is. The food, yeah. right. And you guys exactly. have good banter like these yeah. right here. Well, that's the thing. So when, you have, when you do it with your spouse, it's yeah. fun because yeah. you know, it's like a comfort zone it and is. they get to hear your dynamics. It is. It and is. you guys have some serious good dynamics. We do. Right? Thank God. I mean, at the end of this month, it'll be 28 years. Wow. Yeah. 28 years together. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good Anthony thing. has grace too, but he dies it. Yeah. This is Latin American dictator Brown. <laughs> Sid, since you don't dye your hair, I can give you all the tips that you need. <laughs> Sid dyes his eyebrows. That's good. So... <laughs> Thank just God she just said the that. eyebrow. Thank God she started there and ended there. Oh, my God. No, I don't go below the belt. Okay. okay. And right. so, all right, I'm, I love food, so that's exciting to me. And yeah. uh, Anthony and I actually did, like, a cooking show once for Fox Nation. That's fun. That was fun. So yeah, it was, like, delving into your territory. Exactly. It's a lot but. of fun. A lot of, I learned a long time ago that when you learn how to cook and you're good at it, you always have friends. I and, know. And it's know. not even the cooking with you. Yeah. Your display is beautiful. And yeah, it's a, for me, it's, it's, it's a whole a, an extension. Yeah, it's, it's just, I love it to look pretty because you eat with your eyes oh, first. Of course, yeah. And um, so I like to do theme nights where I'm making everything Italian and then I'll play the music and the wine and the whole bit. Or we'll do, my husband's Lebanese, so we'll do a Middle Eastern night. And so it's that, that whole thing. I'll do Mexican, you know, I'll do uh, Latin, uh, all different things. So... It's a lot of fun, and I like to get into it and, you know, talk about our travels at the same time. So it sounds really good. good. Everyone needs yeah. to tune in, and you need to have my aunt as a guest. She's an amazing cook and oh, bake and chef that. and everything. I would She's love amazing. That. <laughs> yeah, um, we've, been, we've been kicked off of Fox now. I'm sorry. Right. You so know, <laughs> <laughs> it was looking good over there until we started fighting with the orange man. Until he said I was crazy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Moving. On. It always I mean, comes back to Trump. No, I'm just saying that we can't Extremely get the cooking show anymore. Stable that's fine. genius. The stable genius. Yes. Okay, so Jack, tell us what your stuff is about. Okay, so my podcast is called The Lookover Ladies, and it's me and a couple of my girlfriends, and it's sort of our platform to just let loose and talk about things that women love to talk about. Um, we all have backgrounds in uh, beauty, health, wellness, fashion, and it, it's we touch on all that, but then we always go off on tangents and just start talking random, sometimes inappropriate things that girls like to talk so about. So, like, what's an inappropriate thing? Go ahead, do just I inquiring don't know. minds. We talk about uh, something inappropriate, like something sexual inappropriate, like, or um, something. Like that. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, how pleasurable um, bidets can be sometimes. <laughs> like you're having sex in the afternoon? Like, what do you mean? No, like by yourself on the bidet. By yourself. <laughs> Oh wow! No, no, no! You need to have Anthony as a guest. <laughs> no, we he specializes in. Melissa oh just God. discovered the bidet, and she was explaining how. So you said you weren't going below the belt. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, this right you, in. You, not our guest. No, they just go off on tangents. You know, just things like like that. No, that's what makes Sometimes people listen, though. Honestly, people listen when there's something <laughs> so that they See, are hearing that they're like, oh, my God, like that has shock to. value. But I'm thinking yeah. that, but I'm not saying it. Right. right. So they'll, li they'll listen to that. Yeah. Like, exactly. So for me, my life is very autism focused. I have a son with autism. I help uh, families that are affected by autism all the time. I I'm, I'm, um, coach them into leading health, healthier and happier lives. And I just that's what I do all day long. Um, you know, emails and connecting with these families. So this is sort of my, it was sort of my life before 
the diagnosis and things that I was passionate about. And this is my kind of release to like let go of all that and just be a girl. Yeah, and well, this like is you. Girls this gone is wild. You. Yeah, this is you <laughs> as <laughs> like this is Jack. Yeah. Can I, yeah. So that is a mom. That Jackie, is an autism. Quick, so yeah. in, because I know you do a lot of holistic nutrition and a lot of awareness <laughs> about that. But do you think that the you know the the diet has a positive impact on your son because some people with my son your, absolutely I saw a huge change in him with diet for so sure that would and be like less sugar and things like, like that or what would be like gluten-free, casein-free, soy-free, limited sugar, cutting out the additives, food additives and you know anything artificial things like that with my child. You know some people you know every child's different so everybody responds differently but from what I've seen and from most of the families that I speak with when they do this diet with their children, they I see remarkable changes in them. Speech coming, different, you know, it's amazing watching the progress of the kids. So I think it's really important. So I, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, I Go just ahead. think it's a big scientific contribution to the awareness of the disease, the nutrition yeah. aspects. Yeah. Go uh, ahead, hon, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I wanted to say that I was looking you up, and I know that okay. you've had some trials and tribulations with your daughter as well. I so have, if, yeah. And um, thankfully, she's she's doing great. She's 25. She just got engaged last week. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he looks really nice. He's too. a sweetheart. He's actually a Jersey City Jersey City firefighter. So um, uh, she's had she's a two-time brain tumor survivor. Right. She was born with the cells for the, the brain tumor, and it surfaced at 10 years old. So she had her first um, brain surgery when. She was we, she was ten. We were on the beach, and she never showed any signs of anything, anything wrong, no learning disabilities, anything like that. It turns out she had a benign uh, astrocytoma, mm-hmm. and um, the only reason why it surfaced was because it was blocking off passageway, uh, no uh, fluid, fluid. So she she passed out. She fainted on the beach, mm-hmm. and we took her to the ER. At, down in Florida because we were on vacation and they you know they did all the protocol and they were ready to send her home and then the doctor just she was an angel and she just said you know what let's take a look one more thing I want to do and that's when they found mm-hmm. it and we were shocked totally shocked and then 10 years later fast forward she was in nursing school she decided to you know go that career path because she wanted to give back and she felt a really strong connection to helping others and being that person the the, the person that comforted her during her it time her yeah. yeah and so um she was feeling like she was maybe that wasn't the career path for her because she couldn't concentrate she couldn't focus in school and it turns out 10 years to the day her anniversary she ended up back in the hospital and a, a slight little bit of it had grown back but thank god she, it, it's benign and um, she's doing great, and she's feeling great, and she's still in nursing school. She has one more, two more semesters left, and she'll be done. So, yeah. Seeing your kids uh, not yeah. well is the yeah, hardest thing, and I appreciate that struggle for you every day. I'm yeah. sure yeah. it's hard, you know. It does but put your, your whole life into perspective. It does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your priorities, what's important, you know, when, and that's kind of like, the feeling of my podcast too. It's about living life to the fullest and enjoying every day. When it's a good day, we always we have a saying in our house that's grab the good. Today's a good day. Let's just go do it. And you know what? Maybe it's not the right time, but it is the right time. Let's just do it. Yeah, you you live. You have yeah, to live. You have right? to live. Yep. But these kind of things teach us to live. And oh, so yeah. oh yeah. They're Absolutely. gifts in small ways, mm-hmm. but it's hard. Um, okay. Well, I know I'm going to be tuning in, right? <laughs> Yes. Well, so maybe you'll have me on as a guest. I, I like to cook that. and I like I to talk about to nonsense <laughs> yeah. and girl stuff yeah. aside from being a mom. So 
Anytime you want me, I'm available. Okay. Right? Is Anthony like texting or something? Oh, he hasn't ADD'd out on us? Okay. Finally, letting you talk. He just yelled at me 50 minutes. Do you have any questions for them? I'm listening very carefully. No, listen, I... The, the brain tumor thing is one of the most shocking things ever because my dad had one. It was a benign brain tumor, thank God, but, and he was operated on 2002, so it's 17 years later and he's still with wow, us. But, but I can only say this to people, like they have to raise the awareness of these mm -hmm. brain issues because they are accelerating. Now, it may or may not be the cell phone, I'm not a scientist, but there are more brain disease brain disorders, brain tumor issues now than there were 50 years ago. It could be the yeah. diet, Jackie. I, I don't know exactly what it is. It, has, it plays a big part. It, it plays a big part. Yeah. So, so raising awareness of this, and I've spent a lot of time, and you know, Deirdre and I do this conference out in Las Vegas. We brought a uh, MRI facility out there, and we did early detection awareness. And unfortunately for these issues, and thank God you mm -hmm. were on top of this, right. the way that you save people's lives is catching it early. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Early and detection. So, and the thing is, especially with children, it's so hard because, you know, I had gone to the doctor previously before she was diagnosed with the, the tumor that she was suffering from headaches. But she's 10 years old. The doctor kept saying it was hormonal. It Does it go away? Yes, it did. Yeah. So it wasn't anything to worry about. And she didn't have any learning disabilities, motor skill issues, or anything like that. So I, when it's your children, they go undiagnosed, unfortunately until it, you know, to the point where it's almost too late. Mm -hmm. yeah, and for my daughter, thankfully, it was benign and it was in an area where they could get at it. They couldn't take it all out, of course, because it was attached to some, you know, vital brain fun function. But it's really, really important to pay attention to the signs and really important Anyone to raise awareness because be we were so lucky exactly yeah. we were so lucky <laughs> that we were in florida but we had some friends that were doctors in the, living in, in new jersey and i just called him right away and we were lucky to have the resource of that friend that said okay you're going to get her home and i don't care what you do so we, we chartered a pro medical jet because they told us in florida that we couldn't transport her mm -hmm. and we were set to operate the next day in florida but when we got her home, we saw the doctor at Columbia Presbyterian at the Children's Hospital, and he was the chief of uh, pediatric neurosurgery. And he says, I'm telling you right now, 99%, just judging by her films, this is benign. Mm -hmm. So let's just get in there, do what we have to do, and you know, you're, she'll be okay. He couldn't say she'll be okay, but he said it's benign. So I don't know what they Thank told God. you in Florida, because they did. They told me that in some cases these could be benign. So I think that's really important. We're very lucky living in the tri-state area that we have those resources. But um, there's so many people that are living in the middle of the country or in the south, or they don't have the same resources that we do, and we see, see the same cases that we do. We're fortunate enough to be you know, around. So right, but the number one bottom line is yeah. if you have that instinct or that yeah. mother's intuition or parents' Absolutely. intuition, you have to go with it and be their advocate. Even exactly. if you feel like you're being pushy, exactly. you need to, because most of the time you know when something's wrong right. with your kid. because their voices aren't heard. So, no, yeah. but you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, on a little bit of change of topic, but you moved to Vegas, yeah. right? So we do our <laughs> conference in Vegas, so hopefully you'll oh, come see us. Like I said. But <laughs> how is it? Do you like it? I love it. And I think, I, 
You know, I lived there before, but I think a lot of it has to do with that I have a lot of family there. My parents are there, my brother, my nephews, my cousins, their kids. I have friends there. So to me, that makes a big difference. It, it's been my and, husband's yeah. family mostly. Mm-hmm. He's got a brother there that he's also in business with, but... You know, it's nice having my family around now. Yeah, definitely. You know? They help so you a lot, right? That and the weather's great. I know. Everything's low. There's no so much humidity. to do in a short space, you know. I haven't even been to the Strip since I live there. Well, everything's on the outskirts. <laughs> yeah, you don't really need to go there. Yeah. It's kind of like. That's where you go when guests come to visit. Yeah, you bring them there. And, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. your hair always looks good there. Yeah, yeah. you know, it stays straight. <laughs> <laughs> I blow dry it. Here it's like starting to get all frizzy. <laughs> What's happening? I gotta, I gotta ask Justice Gorsuch if his hair looks good there. So, <laughs> so let me let me second. let me ask you guys a question though. It's your quiet time. Mm-hmm. You're not working, no podcast, no production. What do you like doing? <laughs> like what is your thing well, that you would do? Well, well, since the show, um, I because I help a lot of families affected by autism, I went and got certified as an integrative um, health coach and also studied functional medicine and toxicity and got my autism mastery. And so that with that information, I'm just doing that more of that. And the rest of the time, I'm being a mom, I'm doing the podcast and... <laughs> That's uh, pretty much... Just being you. Yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy a lot. My Can days go by very fast. Can I ask a question, selfishly? I, did mm-hmm. I dodge a bullet with the housewives? I think, uh, you, did. You, I think you did. Yeah. Well, yeah. I okay. mean, it depends. Just, you have just to, curious. I heard that rumor that yeah. maybe... You, the, would you have done the good old it? New York I think I dodged again. the bullet. I don't know about her. I totally dodged the bullet. Well, right? You know what? The hardest <laughs> yeah. part is, I mean, well, I mean, there's so many things involved with it. But Unfortunately, I got hit in the head with a White House bullet. But right. I, that, I dodged that's the that same one. thing. <laughs> Self-inflicted. No, it's like that yeah. love. The, the people that watch, it, it's they have that love-hate right. relationship. So you're getting a lot of love or a ton of hate. Mm-hmm. I think you've already yeah. felt that. Same right. in politics, right? Exactly. I'm feeling yeah. it for the yeah. same people. So if you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you the get people numb. that love me now hate me. The people that hate me now love right. me. It's you very get numb weird. to that it's after fine. a while, and then it becomes almost humorous, and then you like to play with those people. Sometimes, or you just <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. I mean, a healthy way yeah, to look right. at it, or else you go and can't insane, let right? it get yeah. to you because right. you have to focus on the people that are in your daily life, the people that surround you, that you spend your most time with. You know, the the people on the outside that are saying things about you, you can't let that bother you because some people just like to say things in social media because they think it's funny for someone they else to get hear. Your attention right. Not even just to get your attention, but oh, if I say this, other people will laugh. You know, it's yeah. not even really that personal sometimes, you know. Right. But people just like to, you know, to get it. It's just, you know, they just let loose on there. But they won't say it to your face mostly. What do you no no yeah. one's ever been mean to my face. No, that's true. Let, let, let's be say. a little mean then. Just out of curiosity. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think of Sean Spicer on <laughs> Dancing with Stars? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> you, you dodged that bullet too. I can't so imagine no, they, you in a lime green no fluffy. That. No, come on. I have self awareness. Seinfeld no, top. I said, top. I, said I said no to that. I, you I, have self awareness? Well, I have a lack of self awareness, but I, yeah, like, I must have got hit on a rock the day that that came up. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. You should have done that. What would our lives have become if he did Dancing with the Stars and, and I did that? And the, I don't know what would happen there. Well, I didn't want to do it, but my husband would have loved to do it. He what dancing with the it. stars? Yeah, he would have loved to do it. So not so much the leotard part, but he would have loved to do it. The whole everything yeah. else, but the leotard. Yeah. No underwear, no thong. <laughs> Once I realized what housewives was, I really didn't want to do it. But <laughs> I was stuck in it. It was too late. I'm pregnant. If you well, know what I mean. I thought when we so. went on, it was just about our families, and then it got. I didn't know what was coming. It was always like. <gasps> 
Okay, you're always looking on? over your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Karen, I, like, oh, Who's really? Me? Yeah, I, I had watched, <laughs> but I, I really just thought that I took it that reality meant reality. Re right. So you just go about your life. Not their version it's of reality. Right. It's that, not yeah. scripted, exactly. but it's produced. Exactly. You're, you put in yeah. situations you wouldn't normally version. put yourself in. Well, the right. good thing about it is you both made it out alive. <laughs> we made it out alive. Did, thank and God. you have your own brands now. Yeah, and we do. Which are positive and you know. <laughs> so if you use it for something positive, right? It's like a platform that, to do great. something good. Exactly. That's and you both made it out with. That's you what, know, if you don't let it get to your head either. Yeah, that no. was a good thing well, that you came out of not. it for me. Was no. the platform it gave me to raise awareness for autism and take mm -hmm. action in that and helping other families. Good for you. That, that was the best thing that came out yeah. of it. Well, I'm happy for you. Now you can move on and be doing <laughs> your own thing and have your own platform. Yeah. Now we're here with you, you guys. Happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get roped into it, so we're good to go. And um. So we're going to tune in and listen to you guys. And thank you. we thank you for thank flying you. over here, flying up here, flying out here, and being with us oh, and at two, you know, 4 o'clock on a Tuesday. And <laughs> that's it. You. Do you have anything to say? No, you're beautiful. Yeah, we guys, we, well, we I love, I love listening to you your like podcast. The, you, you like coming. the hair? The I, hair is great, right? I, I, yeah. I think it's so uh, sassy. Yeah. Anthony doesn't like my hair, but he's lying. And no, I like it. It's fine. You, like you have that face. You can I do like anything. Thanks. Right. I appreciate that. Like that. The long hair. Is that what it is? What is no. Guys like long I hair. I think that's so being, sexy. This is like fake news. Okay. I actually like the hair. <laughs> fake I said that I love the hair. The <laughs> it's she sexy. shows up with you the hair. The hair looks stunning. You know what, yeah. Anthony? The good thing the about it is yeah. it takes it. less time to do and more time it. to spend with hey, you. Amen. The good thing thank about you, it is Kathy. it grows thank back. Thank you, Kathy. That's good. But here. Anyway. On and Thank you. Here's the thing. What? The best thing that ever happened to me, that one right there. Oh, thanks. And that's the truth. And again, I'll have flowing locks one day to make you happy again. <laughs> All right, so we are going to get on to some real news. Do you want to sit with us, or do you want to go back to your well, man? And where are they going to sit? Well, well, well you could sit with us and talk about vaping. Let's give a I shout mean, out to oh, Let's give a shout out oh, to yeah, Dolores. Look, you have showed up. Some fellow alum. Thank you for coming. Um, so we're going to talk about a news topic because that's what we do. But I guess this well, week we're talking about no, we're going to talk about vaping because it's oh, yeah, appropriate vape, for them good. too. Yeah, that's really good. So what do you think nightmare. about this whole vaping nightmare? S someone just asked me to endorse a vaping. Oh, you cannot. I, do I that. did say no. Oh, you have to say <laughs> yeah. no because <laughs> kids like it. It's like flavored, right. and I see it all over the place. It's in every um, what do you want to call it? Like corner store, or whatever. Whatever you want to call them. It's everywhere. And convenience store. Convenience store. And I think it's terrible because it's like, oh, I'm going to have a mango whatever. And they're all getting lung infections and mm -hmm. they're getting sick. And it's and like it's a really masked. scary. But wait, yeah. how does that compare Cigarette. to the hookah? To who? A hookah? <laughs> well, the way I look I at a know. hookah, you can't stick it in your purse. Well, nobody's walking around on the street exactly. with a hookah. They would look right. insane. Right. <laughs> so that's the thing there. You can only do it. You can't. You do that when you go to like bowls. a exactly. bar for a hookah. Right. right. You know, so that's Vegas the only has a lot of those. Because I could say, you know, my kids, they do smoke hookah, and up to you know, every now and again, I'll catch a vape from my son, and yeah. I'm like, okay, this got to stop, and I keep sending him. Oh, the articles. All the articles. That's okay, what we Mom, do. I know. Yeah. I know. It's over. I quit. I don't, I'm not doing it anymore. That's it. And you have to keep on your kids. He's 23 years old, and I don't really give a shit. You have to still stay on your kids no matter what. He's young. You have yeah. to stay on them. Yeah. yeah. It's not like he's an adolescent. He's a grown man. No, but you, and still, you still have to steer them in the right care. direction. I will wear the title Helicopter Mom for sure, always, every day, all the time. So well, now they call it snowplow. Like, you don't even helicopter. You just... 
plow the way I'm for them. And, my husband. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. the snow plow. You're the helicopter. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit okay. more delicate you guys in have my approach. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. the snow plow. I mean, I just, I don't, California, New York is trying to totally get rid of it. I don't, I feel like I read about Gavin Newsom every day, but he's saying that he can't get rid of it. It's not his, like, he doesn't have the power to do that, which I don't get why, but... Um, New York is getting rid of it and I'm happy because I don't yeah. want my son rolling up to the convenience store and saying can I have like a watermelon vape thing because he thinks he doesn't know any better I mean right. he's five hopefully he's not doing that but <laughs> well, then we'll have some real problems five? yeah he's going to roll up with his big wheel he has a bit yeah with his training <laughs> wheels but no, but I mean, I just think that yeah, it's going to go from that to the next thing. So I hope they do do something about it because we have enough problems. But I mean, that just goes back to the whole gun thing and all that. You know, we have so many problems. We don't need to worry about an extra thing, a vape. So you have any opinion, Anthony? So quiet. No, I'm listening. I hate it. I mean, m- my thing is that there's just not a lot of science on how damaging it is. And so... There are certain companies that are saying that their delivery system is less damaging. The people that are getting very sick are from the rogue companies where they're not really regulated and they're manufacturing these things in their homes and things like that. But even still, I think you have to raise awareness. I mean, the one problem that the society, again, my personal opinion, we have this whataboutism in our society now, right? So if you bring up the vaping, someone will say, well, what about the mass murders and the literally the domestic terrorism, or what about this, or what about that? And I I sort of think we got to get to what is ism, like what is ism, and just focus on each issue one at a time, not conflate the issues, and say, okay, this is what we have to do. And we're so focused on left-leaning policies or right-leaning policies. How about right or wrong policies? Exactly. You know, forget about left and right. Like, what is the best thing to do for the society? And so when are we going to collectively move as many people unfortunately very indifferent to the political process uh we got a mayor in new york city i think the guy is an unmitigated disaster i don't know how you guys feel guys ridiculous um you know zero 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 percent rating as a presidential candidate you walk down the street it's filthy no one's doing better i can't find anybody in new york city that likes the guy but we have these left-leaning policies okay so again i don't think the right-leaning policies are the answer either but just right or wrong policies. If the vaping, we don't know enough science about it, put it on hold. I'm a libertarian by nature. If you want to vape and it's safe, I mean, it's not going to kill you the moment you smoke it, you want to do that to yourself and your body, I sort of feel like, okay, what can I do? I'm, right. I'm, not, a, I'm not in the nanny state business. The flip side is, and everybody in this room probably knows this, but the sugar industry prevented the Obama administration, maybe you know this from your nutrition background, from putting the carbohydrates and the recommended daily allowance together. So soda can is about 150% of the sugar that you're supposed to have in the day. Um, But if you go look at the soda can, you see the number of grams of carbohydrates, but you don't see the percentage component. That's because the special interest groups within the sugar lobby beat down the Obama administration, went after two or three congressmen that were supporting it, got them unelected, and the Obama administration capitulated. And I'm not blaming the Obama administration. Believe right. me, sure. it's the Trump administration, the Bush administration, sure. the Clinton. I'm, not, I'm just saying it's a, it's a system that is really not serving the public anymore. It's a morosely broken system. And that's where I think that us as parents have to come in and really be that helicopter mom, be that snowplow dad. You have to be there doing your part too you know because a lot of times it, that stuff's getting lost at home uh-huh 
Yep. All right. right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna call Sid Rosenberg. I thought he the legendary. Did he leave? No, no, he's right here. He's oh, right. I thought he was like, forget this. Himself. I'm out of here. Food. All right. Oh, okay. So we're gonna call the legendary Sid Rosenberg up. <laughs> the legendary. Talk a little bit of talk radio, sports, and policy. But you guys, Arturi, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, ladies. I'm looking forward to the podcast. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. I can't wait to listen to your your podcasts. If you if you order Deirdre a vodka martini, you know, like a. Who are you talking to? Yeah. A dirty huh? mart- get her a dirty martini before she comes on your podcast. It'll be up. Oh, it'll be more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we'll All right. Then it gets crazy. Things get crazy. Yeah, come on, go in the middle, bro. Go in the middle. What is the skin product that I use? So, hi, Sid. Hi, how are how you? How are you doing? So, I got to tell you. Yeah. What is this I'm, thing? Like, you I'm, have like. What's that? You have like a napkin in the pink. I know. Like a I'm from Brooklyn. I have oh, no class. I don't know. So, um. <laughs> I'm a huge baseball fan, so Brian Cashman being here was a big deal, even though I'm a Met fan. But I got to tell you, to Kathy and Jacqueline, I am addicted, and Anthony knows this, to the Bravo channel. I watch every Real Housewives, whether it's Atlanta, New York, New Jersey. I was filling your husband in on the New York girls when the rumors were you were going to that show. Oh, okay. They all hate me because I like Trump. But the New Jersey girls, Teresa's been on my show a million times. Right, they're di- from a different uh, political spectrum right. than the New York girls. Yeah, the New Yorkers are always liberals. Yeah, but yeah, them. I mean, I'm glad that you like that. Anthony likes E. He, he prefers E, Entertainment Network. Oh, I like E. Like Kardashian. I like that. That That's genre. A good show. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like good the, show. He never I like their skin products and plastic surgeon. Don't, <laughs> he don't likes judge botched. me, okay? I, I, I slather it He on. has a perfect nose, so he likes to watch those shows where everyone has bad noses like, like me. I like them, too. Um, so what do you guys want to talk, what do you guys talk about on your show? I mean, you have had me on your show, but we talked about like silly stuff. So what do you, right. what do you and like cerebral people like Anthony talk about when he comes on your show? Well, this is different. Usually Anthony is on our show and you've been on as well on Wednesdays and I interview Anthony. Now so we've now we're in the reverse. We turn the tables. So, yeah. So I want to, um, we have to I ask, ask probing questions. questions. Well, we talk about Trump. We talk, you know, I work with a guy that loves Donald Trump. Uh, as Anthony and Deirdre, you know, Bernard loves him, formerly the Imus in the morning show. He can do no wrong. Uh, I'm more of down the middle. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I thought he ran one of the most childish and and dumbest campaigns I'd ever heard. He said two (laughs) things. We're going to build a wall and something else. I don't know. But but I got to the point where I started to like Donald Trump, even though I didn't vote for him. And I still do. I mean, I agree with a lot of things that Anthony uh, says about Donald Trump. Some of the critiques I do agree with. But in the end, uh, I can never see myself... Voting for a Joe Biden or a uh, a Liz Warren or a Kamala Harris. So even with all of his warts, and he's got plenty, uh, he's going to be my guy in 2020 unless somebody really amazing comes along. Right, but I like how you actually point out his stuff. Like, you're like me. So you like this, but you don't like that. And then you'll say you don't like that. You're not like blind, this blind allegiance where you say, oh, that's amazing, even though it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. It's true. Right? Yes, you're right. That's what I like about you. I see your Twitter feed, and I'm like, yes, thank God. There's somebody that sees him for who he is, rights and wrongs, and all the things. Well, you know what it is, your political fans are like sports fans. Like, I've got friends who love their their baseball team, their football team, and they love them no matter what. And and every once in a while, you have to come to the realization, the Knicks suck. It's just the way it is. I love them, but they (laughs) suck. You can't go on and go, no, no, they're... They're good. They, they lost 65 games. So there's nothing wrong with loving somebody, some team, some person. Okay, but let me challenge that, that because it's a sports team and it's entertainment. But when the president sucks and you're really evaluating him, you're looking down in a very detailed policy situation and you know everybody in the cabinet and you know that 
the cabinet officials saying you can't manage a process and you can't go from point A to point B, or he can't get people in a room and develop a consensus, or he has no intellectual curiosity, so he won't read this, and you have a Saudi Arabian airstrike that just took place, and you know that the Russians are involved with the Iranians, and they were teamed up with the Tur Turks this afternoon talking about rewriting the Syrian constitution. And you know from everybody in the Pentagon, because you've been on troop support missions all over the world, you've been to Afghanistan and Iraq, and you've worked with all these people, and you know that he's destroying the hard and soft power of the United States while we're sitting here right now, and he's devolved the United States from its superpower existence two and a half short years ago into allowing all these regional powers to create their own micro-arms races, and he acts like a complete bully to everybody You've in this civilization. Therapy for Anthony. I'm just asking. He's been. I'm just asking a question. So, what do you say to all that? A lot of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he can I'm, remember I'm any of it, I'll look. Look, a lot of that is true. Now, look, I knew a lot of those things about Donald Trump before. I'm not really all that surprised about the things that Donald Trump does. I don't. I don't set my hair on fire. I don't get crazy because I kind of knew these things. I've always kind of looked at them like... Your hair? No offense. Well, I did have hair. Well, oh, okay. Just like your husband. But, um, well, thank you for that. So, uh, so I don't get all that surprised. I don't get all that upset because I knew coming in this was going to be the case. Look, look. He is a bully. There's no question about it. But I will take that over the feckless leadership I had for eight years with the guy before him. When I have to watch Americans get killed abroad, and I would watch Obama, the first thing this guy would say is, now we're going to get him. Whether you get him or not, the first thing he would say is, hey, be nice to your Muslim friends. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. So he's a bully. He says the wrong things. He has done some of the things you've talked about. But still, there's something about this guy that for me, and I don't love him, but for me, has restored some type of, I'm beating my chest because I'm American. I didn't feel like that with Barack Obama for eight years. I really didn't. Okay, let's talk about the Saudi situation for a sec, and then we'll drink heavily. That's what we're probably going to do after this. But let's talk about the Saudi situation for a second. So you, you got airstrikes. Yep. It's likely that the, the Houthis did, did create those airstrikes. And there's a very strong possibility, no one's talking about it on TV right now, but there's a strong possibility that they ship the drones into Saudi and they deliver those drones to the Shias, who remember 23% of the population in Saudi is Shia, and those uh, drones lifted off from Saudi airspace into those refineries. Okay, you realize that this is a nightmare going on, right? No, I do, okay, I do so, realize this. So, okay, and the president, go ahead. So what well, you, well, let me you, ask you this. Let me ask you this. First so the of fact all, that there's no national security process anymore, and he has a very stable brain, and he's a stable genius, <laughs> and he said he doesn't need a national security advisor because he's going to make all the decisions anyway. Well, I mean, Pompeo's going to make some of those decisions, too. That's, but I don't ask Secretary Pompeo if he makes well, let me any ask of those this. Decisions. Let me ask you this. You know, Look, we, first we got, of all, you gotta, you know, the drone... The drone thing You're okay scares. with him running the whole process himself? No, I'm not okay with after it. After Eisenhower, through Reagan, Johnson, no. Nixon, everybody no. set up a national security apparatus and a protocol to defend and protect the citizens of the United States, but you're okay with him ripping that entire thing up, throwing it in the garbage and saying, look, I'm a very stable genius. 
I'm the smartest person here, and so I'll call the shots and make all the decisions in a vacuum. And by the way, I'm not going to read anything that my intelligence service puts in front of me. Listen, you're okay with it? I'm not okay with it. I just it. want to make sure I, I, that I understand where we are. But he doesn't play nicely with his friends. We know that already. Who knows better than you? I mean, this guy goes through people in that White House. He's on his fourth national security advisor, right? I mean, if, if he even has a fourth, he is going through people at an unprecedented rate. He likes to do things by himself. This is not, this is not anything he, new. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. If you were in his position, and you laid it out perfectly between the Saudis and the Houthis and the Iranians, what would you do? See, what I'm really afraid of, above and beyond this, is the drones that, that did this attack. What is going to stop some crazies here in the United States, some well, terrorists listen, here in the United listen, States, not, from using not. those drones to bomb us? Okay, okay. It's too long of a conversation, but I just say this, okay? because I've really tried to study the thing. I wasn't a fan of the Iranian deal and the nuclear deal, but this is the first time in U.S. history where an American president abrogated his predecessor's deal without any diplomatic thought process and without any corollary or ancillary plan. That's a bad deal, though. I don't I, care. I, oh, oh, okay, but you say that, but, but for, there, was a, there was a three- to five year period of time under the Anthony's deal. Anthony's drawing stick figures on his No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing so I don't bite the pen. Okay, okay. I, I'm just saying there was a three to five year time period during the deal where had he had given it a little bit of time, he could have come up with a secondary plan, Sid. Well, I can tell you, you this. would not be in the situation. The number one job in that position, frankly, is to make sure all regional areas of the world are de-escalating. If you want to study it, over a 75-year period of time, we're not that much smarter than our grandparents. And guys like George Marshall and Dean Atkinson, the goal was to make sure that we had regional de-escalation everywhere and also to make sure that the Americans uh, projected military superiority because we believed in the benevolency of our democracy. The notion of telling other people to arm up and pay your fair share and do this, that, and the other thing our ancestors, and you can read The Guns of August, or you can study Dean Atkinson's book, our ancestors stood that by arming up, people end up using the arms. And they end up putting innocent people in arms way. And what we know about the fog of war and the uncertainty of war, it never goes the way you expect, okay? Dick Cheney said four months we'll be out of Iraq. They put the mission accomplished signs up at the aircraft carrier in San Diego in 2003, May of 2003. The invasion started in March of 2003. We had the mission accomplished signs up. Okay, it's 18 years later. We've got 10,000 troops in Iraq right now trying to put down the sectarian violence. So, so I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, the point is someone's got to really look at it and analyze it and also have some historical context. You know, I asked the president once on the campaign, do you know what the Sykes-Picot Treaty is? Anybody know what the Sykes-Picot Treaty is? Raise your hand if you know what the Sykes-Picot Treaty is. Nobody knows. Treaty was put in place 100 I years do. ago. I know you're going to interrupt. Because <laughs> no he's told me 5,000 right, But I'm just saying, if you don't know what the Sykes-Picot Treaty is put in place 100 years ago, designed to create a border dispute everywhere in the Middle East, if you don't know that, and now you're watching this thing play out because it's all tribalism, wh wh bring somebody in that can actually explain yeah. it to you and then offer you a policy solution that can contain and suppress the violence. Because if sure. it goes full-on kinetic... American troops are going to be involved again. There may probably people's families here that are going to be affected. Uh, we're fatigued from 18 years of war. 
so we're going to fight the Iranians now. You can't even get the troops in a position to go after the Iranians. I don't think it's going to escalate to that. I don't think, I think, look, one of the things that Donald Trump did run on was he's not an interventionist. He doesn't want to, you know, be in wars all over the world. He doesn't want to do all that. I don't think it will. I, I hear your, your concern, and it's a legitimate concern, and your critique is a legitimate critique, but you knew this. You knew this two years ago that he wasn't able to work with people in and around him. Well, okay, so... Again, I, I just can tell you my life experience. Uh, we didn't think he was going to win. There's not one person on the campaign thought he was going to win, including him. You really want to tell the truth. The day after he won, we met with him. He put the transition team together, which I was on. And at that point, he was probably scared out of his mind. So he was listening to people. Okay. Okay. And he did put Mattis in place. And he did put uh, Tillerson. People forget about him. But Tillerson was a very accomplished guy. Dumb as a rock. Okay. Until, until Trump started demeaning him because of the low self-esteem. He's got to demean every single person in the room around him, right? Because he feels terrible about himself. He's looking at you saying, well, you're more accomplished than me. Let me take you down to my size. Self-esteem of a small pigeon. Let me take you down to my size. So, so then people had to leave. Yeah. Okay, no. and so now you're surrounded by sycophants and enablers. You tell me. I think it's a, I think it's a recipe for a disaster for the United States. And I love the country, don't care about the partisanship of the whole thing. Let's tell the people the truth, then they can make an informed decision. Okay, so okay. I no longer Sorry. watch or read the news because it's just too much for me. So I read things like this Sorry. story, Sid. I'm going to ask you what you think about this woman swallowing her engagement ring. Did you read this? I saw that. Because you, you know, read the post, so that was in the post. That so was in, in a post. dream, Is that she, bad for the husband, yeah. though, baby? I'm just asking. She's no, no. eating the ring. No, no, she thought she was... Which means she coming was... out in her poopy, so I'm just saying that's probably bad for the husband. <laughs> she's coming out in the what? <laughs> what did he say? Coming out in the poop, if, if I think I'm, he said. If I'm swallowing the oh. ring, it's coming out of my poopy. Yeah. No, she had it removed before right? that happened. She was having an, uh, an intense dream where she thought she was like on some Mission Impossible train and she was being hijacked, so she swallowed it. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, that's okay. Well, you're, you're, I, would, right, I so wouldn't be angry ask, about that. Would you have said with you? With Danielle, wife, would you be mad like at her? If she ate her wedding ring and then like... If she ate my wedding ring, would I be yeah. upset with my wife? Um, no, you would uh, laugh. It's I, kind I, of funny. Just, look, here's the thing with my wife, Is okay? there some metaphorical significance to that? No, she was having a dream. And I think a lot of guys <laughs> would appreciate she, that. She definitely took some Ambien. She's supposed to be here Something. tonight, my wife, Danielle. You, and you guys both know Danielle. Yes, you both like and her. I like her a lot. And she loves you guys too. So I get an email from Danielle. Like She's five the minutes stable ago. genius in the relationship. She is. I'm the stable genius <laughs> you're in very, my relationship. You're, you know what's very similar? That's true. The dynamic is very similar. Yeah. Um, so she sends me an email five minutes ago. She goes, I'm on the way home. I'm not going to make it. So the first thing I think of is, oh, shit, what did I do? I swear to God. Aww. I'm like, she's mad at me. Damn it, what did I do now? And it's, it's and I'm married for 27 years. There's not a time or a day that goes by when my wife doesn't do something like that. Why don't I start to freak out? And I'm not sure if that's... A, uh, a guilty conscience, or if in fact I really screwed up, but that's why I'm with Danielle. So she can swallow the ring, she can smack up the car, she can fly to Hawaii tomorrow and not tell me about it and spend 20 grand. And, and as you're long fine as with that. As she long says, as she's I not mad at you, you and she right. loves you. Yeah. Please don't go to Hawaii with her. <laughs> that, my biggest fear in life is not it's not work. It's not. It's. It's not uh, even disease. It's Danielle being mad at me. I, I don't know about you, Anthony, but I can't handle it. I don't know how to handle. I don't that know what to do. That is a sign of true I love. I can't, I can't handle well, fear. Taz Palminteri there's once a lot said, of "It's fear better to be feared or love. be loved." Right? My, exactly. So. Trust me. My, there's a my lot of assistant's fear in, in the love. back. She has a personal relationship with Manhasset Florist, right? right? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we get more. We get more. Yeah, I get a lot of flowers. But it's a good thing because our sons think that's a nice thing to do now. Neil's playing the music. You've been in radio for how many years? 
I've been the radio now for 22 years. Does my wife have the chops? She is awesome. She's yeah. got a great sense of humor. She's smart. Her timing is perfect. She should be on TV because she's gorgeous. Oh, thanks, but she has, Sid. She has, she, she's great on the radio. Great. One quick thing. That's why Sid's on the radio. He knows what to Before say. Neil lets me go, you know, the Giants today benched Eli Manning. And, and if you're not a sports fan, you don't care. But if you do, you care. So they're going to start this rookie, Daniel Jones, out of Duke. 2004, the Giants named Eli Manning the starting quarterback in like week nine, Anthony. They had a very good veteran quarterback, a Hall of Famer in Kurt Warner, and Tom Coughlin just benched him. They had a winning record. He went to the rookie, Eli Manning. I remember it so well because my daughter was born oh. right then. You my first child, Eva, was that. born I saw right that on then. Your Twitter feed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that was my last full year at WFAM when I made the transition from sports to politics and news, and my daughter was born that year. So that's how long Eli Manning has been around for the Giants. She's about to have a sweet 16. Oh my Isn't that God. crazy? Amen. Yeah. You talk well, about God longevity. bless Eli Manning, though. He had a great, great run in New York, so God bless him. And you, your best run is yet to come, man. God uh, bless thank you. you. Thank and you guys, so thank you very much. We got food, and drinks, everything. Let's hang out. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys for being here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.